So this is the NCLAS review. Um, we are looking at the eight categories of the NCLAS. And uh, it talks about distribution of content for the NCLAS RN test play. This is the RN test play. Now, but the RN test play and that of the uh, and that of the LPN or the LVN got some similarities. But we'll, we'll look at today just for the RN and see maybe next time we'll come and we can do like the LV or the LPN similarity, the LPN. Mm. Now, under here, the NCLAS contain eight categories. There are eight categories we have for the NCLAS. The first category in there is uh, we have management of care. We have management of care. That's the first category under here. Now, this management of care, it takes about 20% of the entire NCLAS exam. Now, I will come back and tell you the breakdown. When we're thinking about management of care, I'll tell you what are those things we'll look at under here that constitutes management of care. Just give me a little time. Two, we look at uh, safety and infection control. Safety and infection control. You can write this down to guide you. Safety and infection control. Um, infection control. That's number two. Now, this safety infection control takes about 12% of the NCLEX. It takes 12% of the NCLEX. The third one we have in here is um, health promotion and maintenance. Health promotion and maintenance. Health promotion and maintenance. Now, this constitutes about 9% of the entire NCLEX. This, this, this takes 9% of the NCLEX. 9% of the NCLEX. Then we have number four. Number four is psychosocial integrity. Psychosocial integrity. Psychosocial integrity. Now, this psychosocial integrity constitute about another 9% of the entire endless, 9%. The fifth level is what we call basic care and comfort. Basic care and comfort. This constitutes another 9% of the endless. Then number six, is what we call reduction of risk potential. Reduction of risk potential. This constitutes 12% of the entire endless. Then the last two, the, 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 the seventh one, is what we refer to as a, um, a pharmacological and parenteral Therapy. This how to do pharmacological, pharmacological, and parenteral, parenteral therapy. Now this constitutes fifteen percent on the endless, and the last section of the endless is what we call psycho or physiological adaptation, physiological, physiological adaptation adaptation and this constitute about 14 percent of the endless now this make up the entire endless examination so now if you have done enough study it is time to go for the endless it is incumbent that you go over these categories and look at them one at a time and look at the subtitles and make sure that you are at ease with those categories. At least to guide you for the NCLEX. So if we go through them from start to end, we'll see that these are just what we want to see in the NCLEX. You will see management of care, safety and infection control, health promotion and maintenance, psychosocial integrity, basic care and comfort, reduction of risk potential, 
pharmacological and parental therapies, physiological uh, adaptation. Now, when you look at my curriculum, my curriculum is designed in this particular format. Now, so sometimes a book comes to me and says, oh, I want to start doing questions. I said, no, I said, question and answer will help you, but just table them aside for now. You don't need it now because, now, I don't want you to get overwhelmed with question and answer. The LPN test is quite different from the, from the, from the, from the, from the RN test to a certain extent. Now, if you are a, if you are a very good RN, you can do the LPN test with ease, without problem. The LPN test is common and easier compared to the RN test. That's why when you see us here, we will focus mainly on RN, but if you do the RN to your perfection, you go to the LPN, you will do it in less than an hour. So everything about nursing, what when I'm teaching you, what we're doing from my and other things, now, in, in, in the LPN test, it will focus on the broader aspect of pharmacology. In the RN test, it goes deep. Now, yesterday we were doing some things here. In the LPN test, you're not going to see um, the asking for the function of those drugs. We're talking about yesterday, like the cholest uh, cholesterolase and other things. You're not going to ask about that a lot for the LPN test. They will ask you maybe like this drugs for in which category. But now, if you did what we're doing yesterday, meaning you should have no problem with doing the LPN test. It should be with ease that you pass the test. Now, so if you look at those that are more who are PM going for the exam, when they go to the exam, believe me, they take less than an hour to pass the test once they leave our class. They take less than an hour to pass in it because if you just follow the curriculum, you will do everything now. Everything that's going to be in the LPN test is in the RN test. That's a, that's a surety. But the extent to which they will go deeper in the RN, they will not go to that extent in the LPN or the LVN RN or the LVN NCLEX. Now, so we'll look at these particular eight categories one at a time and see what are those portions that are into it. And then we'll see whether what we've been studying are what the class want us to study. Let's just compare it. Let's start with, let's start with the first one. Um, I will start with uh, the first portion. Um, that portion is going to be, under here, it will be safe and effective environment. Uh, I'm sorry. It will be a management of care. So the first one is going to be management of care, which, which, which is the first one here. So let's look at management of care and see whether what we've been doing is what exactly are... Uh, what the NCLEX want us to look at under here. Now, under management of care, this constitutes 20% of your test. It has the highest category. It, 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 it gave the highest amount of question in the NCLEX under management of care. Now, under here, it talks about integrated advanced direct, oh, sorry, integrate, integrate advanced directive into the client plan of care. Now it wants us to integrate, it wants us to, to, to bring together advanced directive when we are providing client care in a hospital setting. So advanced directive becomes the first thing under management of care on the curriculum. The first one is here is advanced directive. Advanced um, directive. Now, under here, we've seen this a lot. All this is the volume directive. We've done it here a lot. This is where it talks about, it's in your book. It talks about the living will, the healthcare practice. This is where we look at all these things under here. The living will, the healthcare practice under it. Now, that's why I will ask you to say, let's look at these things. Let's read them and not assume that we know them. Let's read them. So, under management of care, we'll have the first one is advanced directive. You have to know what is advanced directive. What are the guidelines that surround advanced directive to be in a good standing for the anchor? That's the first and foremost thing. Now, after advanced directive, we have assignment and supervised care of clients provided by others. The LPN, the LVN, the RNs, the assistant personnel, and the RNs. What are their roles 
in the hospital. Now, there are things the RNs can do. There are things the LVN can do. And there are things the assistive personnel, that is the UAPs, can do within the healthcare delivery setting. We should know those things. We should understand what are those things that they can do in uh, uh, to make us to have a very good working environment. We must understand those things, understand what others cannot do. What are the rules of the RNs? What are the rules of the LPN? What are the rules of the LVN? Now, we must understand when can we dedicate, what can we dedicate to other people below us? Now look at the CNAs or the UAPs. They can do any man. So you're going to go back to your book and review their tasks they can do. Now, they can do any man administration. They can position clients or turn clients around. They can they can um, uh, they can provide care for NG tube. That is, they can gather NG tube equipment, and uh, they can DC NG tube to ambulate a, a patient. But they cannot reconnect an NG tube. Why? Because when you reconnect the NG tube, you must do an assessment to know how the NG tube is inside. Property. That assessment becomes a no-no for the LVM or the U. Oh, sorry, for the for the UAPs or the CNAs. So they can disconnect NG tube to ambulate a client, but they cannot reconnect the tube because if you reconnect the tube, you got to know the tube is in the stomach or is in the lungs. So you got to do a test. That test that is done is what we call assessment, and they that is the L the, the UAPs cannot do assessment. They can also do they, uh, they cannot remove NG tube because the client can also have risks of aspiration. They cannot uh, reconnect the tube um, after the patient has been ambulated. Now, they can, like, uh, if, if, if the client is going to walk around, they can discontinue the NG tube, but they cannot remove it. There are two things I'm saying here. Disconnection and removing it are two different things. They can disconnect it from the feeding area and the client walk around, but to, to pull it out, they cannot because pulling it out, if it has fluid on it from the abdomen, that fluid or, or from the stomach, that fluid might drop back into the pharynx and slide far away and go into the trachea and go into the lungs and cause um, aspiration. So they cannot remove, but they can DC it, they can discontinue it for ambulatory purposes or other purposes when they are around there. Now, they cannot secure it with tape if it's dislodged. Now, if it is, if the engine tube dislodges, they cannot secure it with a tape because if it, if, if it gets dislodged, guess what happened? When you secure it with a tape, you got to measure the length that is inside and what is outside to know. And that, that measurement requires a skill. And that skill is an assessment skill. And they cannot do assessment. These are things that they cannot do. They can help to clean the nares of the nose when the NG tube is being inserted, but they cannot insert NG tube. They can also uh, they cannot monitor and report the quality of colostomy. They cannot because monitoring a colostomy and reporting the quality is an assessment. So they cannot do that. They can provide care for colostomy. They can empty air. But they cannot monitor the report it. In that case, it requires skill, and that skill is a nursing skill. They are not nurses. Now, so there are so many things they can do. But uh, we'll look at we'll leave that for another time. Let's look at just the this uh this thing that honor the eight category. They can assign and super okay. They, they, they also say honor management of care, assign and supervise client. Okay, we did that. Organize workload to manage time effectively. Practice and advocate the cost-effective care. If initiate, evaluate, and update client plan of care. That include providing client uh, with play, uh, care plan. How do we do the care? That's why so now we can go through this care plan issue. We said in a care plan, the care plan starts when the client is admitted. So we start discharge teaching or discharge planning at admission. So when the client is in this child is in the admission office, we start a while plan for discharge. 
the planning would be like a, we, that's why we have on the care plan we have long term and short term goals our short term goals are from the time we receive up a week that the client must receive this treatment and be free of this condition that the client must be reduced or uh, the client fever must go away the client must stop vomiting the client must regain consciousness those are short term goals we plan when the client comes to admission. Our long term goal are above one week. That the client should be able to walk by himself in two weeks, in three weeks, in one month. That the client must regain his ability to walk, go back to full diet nutrition. That the client... Now, those are what we put together, we call them long term goal. Now, and we must understand in... On here, on the care plan, we should understand that everything we do in assessment, our chief complaints go along with our plan. They go with our planning, our implementation. So we should know our nursing diagnosis. Now, in nursing diagnosis, we have three portions when it comes to the nursing diagnosis. And in the English, whenever we have a nursing diagnosis, our option that we're going to pick, that option must be in line with what the nursing diagnosis is saying. If we have a diagnosis, like take for example, it says ineffective airway clearance, ineffective airway clearance, or airway, yeah, airway clearance, related to um, disease condition as manifested by difficulties, or as manifested by dyspnea and other things. Now, most in the English, the nursing diagnosis will only have one portion in the anchor because that's the test. Then we read the whole thing. But no matter as you have three portions. The first portion is the um is the is the etiology. The second portion becomes the disease condition. The last portion becomes the manifestation, which is the sign and symptom. Now, these are the three portions for the disease condition. So in the end class, most often, now the 9.9% of the time in the end class, they only give us the first portion. A client who is having COPD, what would be the best nursing diagnosis for this client? A, ineffective airway clearance. B, difficulties in swallowing. C, um, inability to move around. They, they'll have those different nursing diagnoses. But what is what in here? There are two things we look out for in the English when it comes to nursing diagnosis. The first thing is whether our diagnosis has a link to the question. In many cases, you always have two diagnoses that are directly linked to the, to the question or to the disease condition. So you have two DX that are linked to the question. Now, within those two diagnoses, one will be the priority and the other one would not be priority. All two will be linked to the condition. Let me just say, let me give you an example. So if the airway clearing, that's one, two, um, let's say uh, fluid volume overload. Overload. Let's say we have four different diagnoses, but these two are the ones that are linked to COPD. Now, so these two are limited. Now, between these two, which one is of priority? A client who has COPD, who is having the legs are getting swollen, they're not breathing well, and a client who has effective, the same client has two different problems. Which problem becomes our priority? Should we manage the even airway clearing or should we manage the fluid volume over that the client is having? In that case, which one is of high priority? The best one will be why. The first one, which because this one contains airway issue, and without the airway, the client cannot live. So if we focus on the fluid volume and the airway is not clear, the client might die and we might lose the client and we we'll get to do the fluid volume. So the first one is a part is this particular first one, which how do airway the ABC. So in the end class, you will be tasked with these kind of questions. You will be tasked with a question with nursing diagnosis that contains two or four different diagnoses. Among those four diagnoses, there will be two. That are most the link of the question. And between those two questions, two options that are linked to the question, the one that you will choose is the one that is the life-saving one. The one that if you don't choose, the client will die. Or the client will have complications is the one you choose. 
So that's how we go about taking our correct answer within this particular question answering in England. So you got to understand the nursing DS under management of care. So if you have question on nursing diagnosis, on advanced directive, on prioritization of the plan. Now, that's why in the NCLEX, last question will count on priority because it carries 30% of the entire NCLEX question. So all the ones you're doing, a 400 management of care in the NCLEX. Then we also have advocate for client rights and needs. Nurse as an advocator. Nurse to all those uh, things we do, all those, um, all those legal things we do about nursing. When it comes to veracity, when it comes to beneficence, when it comes to ma no maleficence, when it comes to advocacy, accountability, everything in the English for honor, honor of care. So that's why I would say let's read this. Let's look at it because everything falls in management of care. Then we have um um the author says maintain client confidentiality and privacy. A for honor here. Provide and receive handoff of care report on assignments. Use approved abbreviations and standard terminology when documenting the care. Perform procedure necessary to safety ad, uh, ad, uh, admission, transfer, discharge. We just did admission, discharge, and transfer. Those things are important. When the individual asks you, when the client is being transferred to another hospital for a better treatment or for, for, for their appropriate treatment, who is the one that is, who is spearheads? Who spearheads the client activities or who coordinates the client activities? A, social worker, B, the case manager, C, the DON. Now they will have all these things. You must have an idea on who spearheads the client when the client is about to be transferred. Who spearheads the client when the client is about to be discharged? These are things you got to read and know about the anchor before going forward to the anchors. Then we have recognized ethical delimits and take appropriate action. We did this. We're talking about this under this particular amount uh, of care. When you're a Muslim, you're a Christian, a, a, a Catholic, a, a guy who is from Rome, a Catholic, uh, a Catholic priest is on the bed. He's he's dying and uh, he asked the nurse to help him to do his last ritual, to pass the last communion. What's the nurse best response? A, the nurse say, I'm not a Catholic, so I cannot do it for you. I'm sorry. B says, just give me a time. Let me call my nurse manager to come and perform uh, the communion. C says, the nurse says, okay, I'm here, I'm available. When you're ready, just let me know. I'm, I, I, can, I, I can help you to pass it. That's not a problem. And D says, none of the, D says, let me call your priest from the, from the Catholic diocese to come and, and, and pass the communion. What would be the correct answer? Now, in this case, if you did not read your English book, your son does honor, that, honor uh, those cultural and ethical background, you cannot answer this question. And the book says, when someone calls you to do that, when the person is, 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 is from the Catholic faith, you can go ahead and pass it. Anyone can pass the last communion for somebody who is ill and dying on their bed and need to, to take their communion or they need to do that confession. It's a libel on their religion. Now, um, uh, you, have a, you, have, you, 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 you have a client who, on your world who is a Muslim, who has a Muslim background, who um, is dead and now ready for post-mortem care. Who will perform the post modern care? You all know who to do to do that. If there is no Muslim around, can the Christian do it? Can you do it? You are not Muslim. These are things you want to go ahead and look at and understand these things. It is important to look at this thing and read it because these are not these are endless requirements that we must read and know. Then we have um prioritize the delivery of client care. Recognize ethical dilemma products in a manner consistent with a code of ethics for nurses. Verify the client the client receive appropriate education and consent for care and procedure. Informed consent. We talk about it here. Do you know informed consent? How well you know it's in the book. You got to go and read this thing. You cannot assume that okay, I know it, I know it. No, it's not about I know it. You gotta go back to it and read them and understand them one at a time. Then we have um utilize resources. Um, to enhance client care, that is evidence-based research, information technology, policies and procedures. These are they have a lot of policies that would happen in the hospital, like blood transfusion. When it comes to policy about legal guardians, emancipated minors. When it comes to blood transfusion to people who are Jehovah's Witnesses, what will you do? 
client who had an accident who parents are not around who you don't know anyway what can you do in this case these are things you got to go on and, and and know for yourself provide a report client educate a condition as required by law abuse neglect communicable disease when can we report it why are those conditions that are communicable diseases that we have to report syphilis and other things hiv or coronavirus those are national reportable conditions do we do 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 we report um uh, uh coronavirus? No. So we go ahead and report what are considered reportable. That's how we go about doing this thing. It is important we learn this thing to know them for ourselves. Then we have providing care within the legal scope of practice. Now, in that book, when you look in your centers, you have all those things there. The nurse practice act, you have the board of nursing, you have which board can discipline nurses which board can guard them who book can give lessons to? now these are things that we got to go and know just read over them and know these things for the english participate in performance improvement projects and quality improvement projects assess the need for referral and obtain necessary orders how do we do referrals how do we do orders all these things are available in our book or to read them and know them very well now so this is how this portion is broken down the case management who does who's the case manager what's the role of the case manager in the healthcare delivery system these are things we want to go about and read and know them very well the clients right how do we collaborate with inter, inter, interdisciplinary team the concept of management confidentiality continuity of care these are things that i'm going to put up in the group chat for the look at them and understand how we go achieving these things. Any question on the first on this first portion? Now, when we do the management of care, then the second portion I look at safety and infection control. Safety and infection control. Um, we have number two, safety and infection control. Now, this constitutes, like I said, this takes about, um, it takes about 12% of the anklets. Safety and infection control carries about 12 push 12 percent of the anklets now under here we'll look at few things the first thing we have is um assess for allergies and intervene as needed so we assess for allergy and intervene as needed under here we'll talk about accident errors and injury prevention so we'll talk about primary prevention, secondary and tertiary prevention in force under here. We'll talk about accident for the children. Children that go into the pool, riding in a car seat and other things in force under safety. Um, buying toys for children that, are, that is age appropriate in force under here. So the, the N class cannot say read pediatrics, read this, read that. No, it gave you a block. When it comes to safety and physical control. So it is under here you will see what are those now required to study to understand safety and physical control. Now, so I'm going to post these things in our group. If you have your test coming up, go to it and look at them and, and try to find them in the Sunders. They are in the Sunders. Now, if you need help with any second that you don't understand, you can find it anywhere you want to find it. Call me and I will let you know where to go and find it. Now, under here, we have um, we have identified deficits that, that may impair client safety, visual impairment, hearing impairment, sensory and other things, allergies, latent allergy. Why are the symptoms for latent allergy? When client has a latent allergy, why is the client going to be client going to show? What are the management which include the nursing implication or nursing intervention for client who has a latex allergy? These are things you want to go ahead and look at 
a way to understand. It is important that we know these things for the English. It is important that we learn them. Then we have another song we call emergency response plan. How do we respond to emergency under safety and uh, infection control? When there is an outbreak, when there is a disease outbreak, how do we respond to it? When there is an how do we go about doing triage in the hospital? Triage outside the these are two things because, because they have triage in the hospital. Um it goes like this in the hospital, and outside of the hospital it goes like this outside there. So there are two kind of triage. Now, under here, up here is the most critical. The most critical patient come up here. Down here is the least critical. On the other side here is the is the most critical and the least. Now, in outside track, this is outside. In the outside, this is in. Now, in the outside, when there's a bomb blast, like like in the case of 9-11, when the 9-11 thing occurred in America here, um, nurses, doctors, EMTs, when they arrive on the scene, we're not concerned about those who are at the point of death. It is not our concern because out there, we do not have the O2 other machine that will revive them at that point in time. What we have there is our bare hands. We have our hands and our ideas. So we use our hands, our ideas, our eyes, our nose, our mouth to do things that will save patients the fastest and the most. That's the concern for external disaster. A bomb blast. In that case, we get there. I'm not or on accident scene. We are like so many thousands of miles or so many miles away from the hospital. I got to the accident scene and I saw somebody bleeding, somebody hair open, somebody gasping for air. They had a uh, uh, they, uh, they had a uh, a puncture wound in their chest. Their intestines is outside. Now who am I going to be? Who am I, who, who, uh, who am I going to care for? I don't have a tether around it. There is no OR around it or an operation room to carry in there, suture the the abdomen, other things. I don't have it there. So that would be my least uh, concern out there. So in the ankle, the ankle will ask you, there was a bomb blast in this place in Syria. The nurse has four patients. Which patient would the nurse kill the first? In this case, the one who is gathering for air, the one who is most critically ill is not your concern. The one that you can help in five minutes, he gets on your feet and he be a help to the team is the one you go for. The one that your two minutes of time with him or with her can, can revive his life or her life is the one you go for. That is in the external triage. Now, in the internal triage, in the hospital, we go with the most critical clients because in the hospital, we have everything that we need to have to, to make life easier, to make clients who are in emergency state to come back to normally uh, uh to come back to normality so we have those equipment we have the or we have the o2 machine we have the, 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 the we have the code that is the emr set everything is available the doctors are there the doctors are there the surgeons are all there everyone are everyone is available in the hospital in that case we go for that but when we are outside the hospital we have to reverse the hospital emergency plan from bottom to top. That's how we look at this emergency plan. Identify these roles. Use your clinical decision making in creating, thinking the emergency response plan. Participate in ER response plan. Internal or disaster or external disaster. Bomb threat. Community planning. Now, Another big one enter is when um, an unknown shooter. So, so when we have unknown shooter on the site, what do we do? There, there's a plan now. Every facility, it could be a school building, it could be a group home, it could be a hospital. Every area now where people are, they have a plan put in place when there's a what unknown gunman on the site. Now you have to go through and review that. Because anybody can bring that now to the lab because there are now rampant mass killing at campuses, at public public gatherings. So you have to go ahead and read these things and understand them. Then we have economic, uh, economics principle. Now, in this case, this is a big one in class. It's called ergo 
ergonomic, ergonomic principle. Now, under here is where we talk about assistive devices, assistive devices. We talk about the crutches. That's one. Crutches. We talk, we talk about wheelchair. Talk about key. We talk about um, all those things we use. Now, we have to understand how do we use crutches? How do we use wheelchair? How do we use king? How do we use walker? In our book, under the system, under the car, under the musculoskeletal system, these things are there. So we have to go in and look at them and understand how we use them. It is important for us to look at them. You want to be sure how can as how can someone who, someone who has a one legs or weight bearing, how can he walk over over two with two crutches on the arm? What are the do's and don'ts about crutches? How many finger breath is between your armpit and the crutches? If you do not observe that particular guideline, what happened? The brachial pulse gets damaged. Now, those things in there, these are things you go in to try to shift, to put them in the right path. You got to read them to understand what they are, how you do those things. If you are climbing up the stairs with crutches in your hand, which legs go up first? When you are coming down with crutches on your arm, which legs come down first? These are things you got to try to put in place. If you don't learn how to put it in place, it becomes a problem. It becomes a big problem. So you have to learn them. You have to understand how these things happen. You got to read them. King, when you are moving with a king, the king is in your right hand and one leg is hurting. Which legs move first? When does the king move? Where do you place the king? How many inches away from your foot? You place the, place the king? These are things you got to go ahead and look at and understand and learn them. Please, we have to look at this thing. It is important to look at this thing for the English. It is very, very important. In this question, a two years old child is brought to the ER for a severe sore throat and a fever of 102.9. The nurse notes that the child is drooling with distress reservation and inspiratory strider. What action should the nurse take first? This is a priority. It says you must assess an accurate temperature of a rectal thermometer. Uh, B says directly examine the throat for the person of exudate. C says obtain intravenous access for anticipated steroid administration. And D says position the child in a tripod position on the parent's lap. Now you see here in this question, we have four options. Now, first of all, you as a testicle, you must understand that this is a question of a priority. Now, among these four options, which, which area you, you want to focus on? Is it an ABC question? Is it a question of nursing or is it a question about master hierarchy or human needs? I would say this question is about the nursing product because it's asking about assessment and other things, action. So this becomes a question about the nursing product, which we have assessment. We have diagnosis, planning, implementation, and we have what? And we have uh, and we have uh, evaluation. Now, in short, the question has given us some guidelines. Those guidelines are about assessment. What are the guidelines? Let's listen let, 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 let to the guidelines. The question has given us the child is in the ER. The child has a fever of 102.9, meaning that is temperature. And temperature and other lab results, other thing we get from the person is under assessment. If we do not assess the child, we will not have, you know, this child has a fever. So the fever there gave us an assessment. The child is drooling, and the child has respiratory distress, and the child has inspiratory strider so these guidelines in the test they are showing that the child has been has been assessed so assessment has been done so if we have a nursing person of a d p i e meaning assessment diagnosis planning if assessment has been done meaning our answer cannot be assessment anymore 
So in this question, last night, or uh, somebody chose A or number one. I said no. I, I got mad because they say assess, assess an accurate temperature. In this case, we don't doubt. We don't read in the question. The question has given all assessment tools. So in that case, assessment becomes it's not an option to choose in this question. So we do a little assessment. So after assessment, where do we go next? Kind of diagnosis. Now, look at the question option again. Do we need diagnosis in this case? The client, yeah, the client has sore throat and, and fever. Now, that alone has given us an idea of having the cancer. So, so we do not need the client diagnosis. Where do we go next? What are planning? In this case, should we plan for this client? Planning will not help the client. If we have planning in there, and planning is what we need for this client, will planning help the client? Will planning save this client life? No. We need intervention, the R, which is implementation. So we must implement something that will save the child's life or that will prevent the child from going into complication. Then we are thinking then we are thinking nursing wise. So that our correct answer in there was number four. Because number four will provide us an option, an intervention. And that is why putting this child into a into a trial poor position, the child will be relieved from the rest of the difficulty the child is having. The child will be in this position, the child can breathe and get relaxed a little bit. In this case, um, there are things, there are conditions that are linked to this question. The English did not talk about this condition. If you look in your seminar's book, honor children this, this disorder, there is a condition in there. I'm not going to quote you, you, you go and look at it. There's a condition in there that the next, the next intervention will be the child will be placed in a, in a tripod position. And we have two ways we do this. We have one way we do it for other, and we have one way we do it for kids. Kids who cannot sit on their own, they need to be placed in the trap in this trap position. We can do it on their mother's lap. They are conditioned on a croup. C R O U P croup disorder in the Saunders. You'll see that condition. So this condition is linked to those disorder in, in the book. Now in the end class. The anchor did not talk about any of the current condition. It gave you the symptom of a condition and asked you what will you do. So if you have read that particular topic in the end class, on order for the end class, you have a direct idea on this question. Now, that's one. So even if you did not read this question in the end class, but you understood the test-taking strategies for the end class, without reading that question or, or, or without reading that topic, you will know that this question supposed to be number four because number four is about implementation and that will help the client to free the client from the distress the client is undergoing. So this question, it comes in two ways. If you look at it from the, uh, from the point of nursing process, it will also satisfy, it will, it will also, it will also uh, satisfy your, your, your doubt or, your, or how curious you are, it will satisfy it. If you look at it from the point of ABC, it will also fit in the ABC, because if the child sits in the tripod position, this decrease reservation or the inspiratory strata will go away. The client will be safe from what the client is experiencing. So, in every question they're going to give in the English of a priority, it's about one or three. So, whether ABC, it's about masculine human need or the nursing person, but we have to be very clinically wise. To understand what the question is asking. That's why I can tell people whenever you are you approach an anchor's question, I want you to learn these things from the U world from our question Ben we having. Don't just rush because the questions answer are familiar that you know. Read the question and ask yourself what the question is asking for. What the question seeks to understand from me as a test taker. The next thing is my answer I'm choosing. Is it in line with what the question is asking for? That's how you can ask those questions to, to get the question correctly, the answer correctly in the English. We have to be critical of ourselves how we approach this question before even going to the English. 
We have to understand that we have to sit down at home, take our laptop, take our phone, our iPad, and open the question bank, and not just rush. Because there are two things that answer every question. If you know the content of the material and it came in content, you're good. Choose the answer of all things. Like they say, a client with an eye condition who cannot see an object from, from a long distance, which current nerve is affected? In that case, that's current nerve too. The optic nerve. I need no strategy to answer that question. I need no strategy to answer that question. Meaning I know it's a content-based question. So I go for the option that I know 100%. There are how many bones in a human body? Those, it does not need anything like uh, strategy to get a question. It's exact. Or uh, a client presented with a level of sodium of 145, one this, one that. That doesn't need strategy. If you, if you don't know it, if you know it, you know it. Now, where the strategy comes in, if you do not know the content and you are struggling to understand the disease condition, you don't know it, then you put in strategies. Okay, so this question is about A, B, C. Um, a come before B, airway. This option I'm choosing, is it about airway or is it about circulation? If it's about circulation, meaning that this question should be, this is the answer. Let me check what something, something is in there for, for airway. It's something there for airway, I choose airway or circulation. It's not it's something there for breathing, I choose breathing or circulation. But if there is nothing there, I'm gonna see circulation and I see other options, then I choose circulation. That's how you answer the question, and that you must analyze this way to pass the English. You have to take a time. It takes time to grasp the concept for the English, but guess what? I like people to do the content first. If you do the content and you sit down to answer endless questions on you or on Kaplan or any other question bank, you will start to understand these things from a broader point of view and you grasp the concept in getting these tips. So last night, I was mad because the question talked about assessment already and people are in the option still choosing assessment. When assessment is available already in the question, when the question has to talk about assessment, our priority becomes something else, not assessment anymore. In most, the, in many of the cases, in most time, the answer will not be diagnosis. The answer is going to be between either planning or intervention. So if you know that planning will delay your intervention, the child will die, or the child will go into complication, then you disregard you disregard planning. You go for implementation. That becomes the English. These are things we have to understand about the English before going ahead. It is important to know these things. It is very, very important to have this idea, to have these tips, to know these things. So that's how we go about doing it. So let's complete these things before the time catch up with us. So we have a look at this thing. We'll take another day to look at test taking tip. Let's let's complete um the N class package we have here before time cut of us. Now, so you have home safety. Honor infection, honor uh uh honor honor here, honor um uh 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 safety infection control. You have home safety. Now home safety talks about so many important things. Those things under here will include, like, uh, you have somebody in your environment who is blind. You have a grandparent who, who, who is blind, who cannot see. Now, in this case, you want to understand that your grandparents, what are the things they need in the area? They need a free environment. No cluster wall. The stairs were down, coming down on the, on, on the last floor, and the stair will color, and the floor color should be should be um there should be different color because the person cannot see that what what they are stepping on is not the same stairs the color that color variation got uh, to be monitored the lighting the light the lighting in the house someone who is at four rigs what can you do that is on a home safety fire the fire alarm your 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 wire of the house where can we put wire uh, uh, electric wiring in the house your alarm, your smoke alarm. When do we change our smoke detector, our carbon monitor detector? When do we change those batteries in those detector in the house? We have to know this thing for the anchors. The car seat, everything for our home safety and other things. Then we have how to uh, incident reporting. 
We had a question too. Now that go on incident reporting. When do we report incident? How do we assess incident? The client, the client has incident problem. When the client is on an incident, those are things that we need to learn and understand how we go about doing these things. Then we have the safe use of equipment. You have uh, the call light. You have like uh, the frying pans. All those things in the home when you are using them. How do you say they use them? It is important to look at all. Then we have restraint and safety devices. Restraint. Why the do's and don'ts on restraint? We did restraint a couple of days ago. Got to understand what is restraint. When can we do restraint? How many person can be? How many person can restrain an individual? How many hours can an adult be restrained for? How many hours can a child be restrained? For? How many hours can someone who is below nine years be restrained for? We all know this variation when it comes to restraint to be on the safe side. So those are things that fall under um under the uh under the safety and uh under safety and infection control. Then we look at health promotion and maintenance. Under here, we look at health promotion and maintenance, aging. Why the condition that come with aging, when you're getting older, what happened to you? What are gonna be happening? You have those those disorders that come with aging, like hearing loss, eyesight, presbyopia, or presbycopsis. Those are things that come with aging. When you're getting older, you become exposed to so many problems with, uh, with, with your nerves. Bring this order and other things come with aging. You gotta know these things. You gotta know what are the goals of someone who is above 65. Someone who is, someone, who is, someone who is above 80 years. What are their goals? How do they view life? Why are the congenital gonna come in? The skin is order in that in that area falls on this particular aging. Then we have intra anti and postpartum care for the newborn. It falls under here. They, when the child is born. Why are those things we look for the child? Those reflexes. What are the normal things that the child is born with? What are the normal ones? These are things we look out for for the newborn. The support system, the perception of pregnancy. When somebody gave birth, they're gonna be in, in, in those different kind of in, in those different mood. You have the postpartum blues, postpartum psychosis, postpartum uh, depression. When does this thing come? It have time variation. The blues will come in when you give birth. No matter who you are, you must go through that postpartum blue. That those are the things that you go through when you are pregnant. The stress when you give birth, you go through that state. Then you have psychosis that come in after fourteen, after fourteen days, two, 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 two or six weeks that comes in. You have one that come up in the first one year after after, after the labor, which is the postpartum depression. These things got time variation. They got time value. How well do we know these things? They are just trying to guide us for this person. How well do we understand about calculating the EDD, the effective date of delivery? Do we know it? Everything falls under this particular, uh, uh, everything falls under this health promotion and maintenance. We look at um, the fetal heart rate, normal fetal heart rate, fit when a child is born, what else do we do for the client? Everything falls. Then we have developmental stages and transition. Those ones which are posted in the scripture two or three times at this age, at an infant age, what the child needs, what the child goes, how the child view life, it falls under here. When it comes to the child body images, how the child, how a toddler perceives the environment, how an older person perceives the environment, how an adolescent perceives the environment. These are things that we must know that fall under this particular health promotion and maintenance. Then we have disease prevention, it falls under here. Then we have uh, health screening. At what age? What we're doing? At what age do we do um, physical assessment, physical examination? At what age do we do um, hepatitis tests? We do colorectal cancer tests. We do all those things. Yes. So these are important things. If you just tell them, if you go along with our outline, you should have no problem when it comes to the English. You should be good with the English. These are things we have to learn and look at. Our lifestyle choices. How are we exposed to family planning? Do you understand family planning? has different methods. You have the natural method. You have the, 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 the hormonal methods, which we've done everything here. Why are the advantages and disadvantages in these things? We have to look at these things and know them to our fingertips for the anchors. These things are part of the curriculum that we need to see. Self-care. How, how do we assess client ability to manage care in the home, in the environment, and plan care accordingly? 
techniques for physical examination. Somebody has a kidney problem, how do you assess them? Someone has liver disease, how do you assess them? What, what part, which position they will lie down in? Whether it is left lateral or right lateral. Someone who is going for biopsy, liver biopsy, which position they're going to lie down in? Someone who having like a thoracotomy, uh, thoracotomy, which position they're going to lie down in? Someone who is doing a delivery. These are positions we're going to look at. That's why the last time I gave you this position, to look at them. Supine position, dosa recurrent position, prone position. What are the procedures that are done in this in this position? These are things that we must know and understand these things from a better point of view. Then we have the next area, the psychosocial integrity. Under here, we look at um, about abuse and neglect, behavioral intervention, coping mechanism. Those different mechanisms of coping, sublimation, denial, or uh, rationalization, intellectualization. We talk about like a uh, reaction formation. What can you do? What are the examples in those different different mechanisms? You got to, these are things you got to know to your fingertip to be on top of them when they come in the end place. They are all part of coping mechanisms. You have crisis intervention. Identifying the client with Christ in crisis. What do you do if you see a nurse and a supervisor having confusion on the floor or two nurses having confusion in front of the client? What will you do? Will you call the client on the side or the nurse on the side? Will you call the client on the side or will you talk to them everybody on the side? What can you do? These are things that you gotta know for the English. Our cultural belief, our cultural influences on health. How can the Muslim look at a Christian treating a male to female client? Do the idea of the same sex? Somebody now we have different kind of sexes. We have the same, we have male, we have female, we have neutral, we have male to female, we have female to male. Do we have idea on these things? These are things that we have to go out and learn and know them for the English. All this one for honor this particular manage, uh, honor, honor this particular uh social integrity. These are so many things we're gonna look at one in time end of life care. Post-mortem care. How do we understand post-mortem care? How do we cope with body organ loss, body part loss? How do we cope with fear? How do we cope with those different kind of phobic conditions? Agrophobia, xenophobia. What do we do for clients who have PTSD? Clients who is grieving and is experiencing loss. What can we do? Everything is in our endless material. That's why I love the sooner because the sooner I think is the single most complete nursing material we need for the English. Stress management, stop stopping. Um, uh, they have different things we do when it comes to those uh, those crisis intervention. Client who having those different personal disorders, soften use and abuse disorder we did yesterday. How do we cope with someone who is half who is an alcoholic? What can we do? Why the drugs we administer? We did all those one here two days ago. We gotta look at this team. When you do them, look at them and understand how this can work on us. Therapy communication. How can the nurse respond to clients who are psychotic, clients who are delusional, clients who are medically ill? How will the nurse respond to them? Will the nurse tell the reality? Will the nurse be firm? Will the nurse a lot of slide on the carpet. Those are different things we understand about therapeutic communication. Everything we have these things. For the English, we cannot always sit down and assume. We must read these things and know the guidelines and be on the safe side to understand what are we doing. Then we have the physical integrity. Under here, look at basic care and comfort. We look at also under here, look at elimination. Look at mobility and if the client is not in, if the client is in, uh, immobile, the client cannot move around. What can we do? The kind of a, uh, the kind of a range of the, the passive and the active range of motion. These are things the client must understand. We have other interventions when it comes to pain that are not pharmacological. You are like a, uh, 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 imagery. You are like a music, aromatherapy. You have distraction therapy just to with pains how much do we know about these things we have to know them to understand these things as we go along we have personal hygiene our habit that how to do with our hygiene 
you have sleep and rest, you have all these things that we have pharmacological and parental therapy. If you look in the book, we have a in our book that has all the parental medication and the therapy, all the IV, other things in our book. When we have the free time, go to the book and read these things and highlight it and also, this because these things are part of the NCLEX curriculum. There are so many. They got the blood product and blood client respond to blood products. This, this is form of uh, pharmacological and parental therapy. Access it, uh, access to central venous access devices. The PEG tube, the PEG line, the central line. These are things you got to understand the difference between the PEG line and the central line, the between the PEG tube and other, other feeding tube. They kind of you gotta you gotta read it. You gotta always read a cloud. If you have down anything, you gotta answer it. You can't find it. Call me. Embarrass me. That's why you are paying for. When you don't have it, you don't have it. Call me. Or say okay, find it to this place or do this. We have to learn these things for the end. These are all in here. Drugs advert effects. Drugs contraindications. Drug side effects. Drugs interaction. Not all the drugs, but the most frequently used drugs in our setting are what we go for. Blood and blood products are uh, blood thinning agents. You gotta understand what is APT, what, what is PT, or, 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 or what is bleeding time. You gotta understand these things to be straight with them. Central venous access device, they got different types. Drugs or dosage calculation, you gotta know these things. Especially the outcome, how you administer drugs, which drug comes in PO, lab results, uh, contraindications, allergies to medication, and other things. When you mix drugs in one valve, what are those drugs you can miss? What are those drugs you cannot miss? There are so many things. TPN, total parental nutrition. When can a patient from surgery go back, goes back on his regular diet? Which diet can he start with? Uh, uh, first of all, go to what? We go to a um, uh, uh, liquid diet. Liquid diet, where do we go next? Got to know this diet, liquid, period, mechanical chop diet. You got to know what they are, when they are taking in. Who can take taking in fluid rather than water? Why do we order the kind of take taking fluid rather than water? Those are things that we have to go in and know this thing to move in for the ankle. It is all in, they are all in our book. If we don't read them, we'll not know them. These are the eight categories in the ankle. You have reduction of risk potential. Under here, you have changes in abnormality in vital signs. What are those indications that will change the client vital sign that we have to ask if we don't add what happens in that case? L laboratory value, the ABGs for under here, the cholesterol, the, 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 the creatinine, the glucose, the, the H. G, the HbA1c for for blood glucose, the hematocrit, the hemoglobin, the iron arrow, the platelets, the potassium, the PT, the PT, the APT, the sodium, the white blood cells. All those things we have to be on top of again for the English. Now, if you read all this outline and you know what I'm talking about and you've read them, you understood them, like the, the, the diagnostic test, you don't all those one mean there is no word for the English. But if you have a doubt on these things, you have to go back and rehearse. I will upload this outline in our group chat. Uh, I will send it to those who test it. Because if I don't want everybody having it, you, this is not important to you until you complete all the courses. Then you go to review these things one at a time. But if you haven't completed the courses yet, you cannot go to it because it's just a waste of time. You have to complete all the courses and you go back to it one at a time. Diagnostic procedure, all the lab procedure, the EKG, the oxygen saturation, Google monitoring, um, the trick and vent on the client, what do you do, the kind of trick and other things. These are important things I'll do for the end. It is important that we know them. Um, specific system, specific assessment. How do you assess client who has peripheral edema? Client who is hypoglycemic or hyperglycemic? Client who is confused? How do you assess them? These are things the NCLEA wants us to know. Then we have physiological adaptation. Under here, we have invasive procedures. We have thoracentesis, bronchoscopy, chest tube drainage. How do we do these things? Now, last night again, I was a little upset because certain things, we should know them. Like, like the test tube drainage, A, 
when the tube is bubbling, when the water is bubbling in A, what becomes the 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 part of the chest tube drainage, what the first session signifies, second session when there's when there's a bubbling, why is it bubbling? Is it no more abnormal? This happening in the end in the student book, war for war. So we should not be missing this question, we should read them and know them. Care for colostomy, care for uh, the old stomach itself, care for clown on the tube feeding, care for clown who is having a, uh, a better irrigation. How do we do this? We have to learn these things and know these things for ourselves and for the anklers. Hemodynamic management, illness management, these are things that we need to know. Any question on these things? Any question? So I'm going to put these things in the group chat for the look at them. Like, I spend so much time just reading these things because what affects me most is when I stand out here to say something and I don't have, a, I don't know what I'm saying and I'm going back and forth. I cannot express my idea. Or someone asks me a question and I can't answer what the person is asking me. It's like a it's gonna be like the blind leading the blind, and I don't want it to be like the blind leading the blind. I want my, I want, I want to have an expert opinion. When you ask me a question, I don't have to go and check. I, if I would check, yes, but I want to have an idea on what you're asking. That's why I take my time every day. I will do questions every day. I, so now, so now I will do. My, I will, so now I will test myself. So now I go to my phone. I do the fifty question a day, just to test my strength. Now I will see topics. I will read, go into a read about these hormones. Understand them, find the best view to understand them. because I want to be a good presenter. So, if you want to be a good English test taker, you have to do likewise. So, thank you very much. We'll stop here and uh, we'll call it a day. I will upload this first software in the group chat so we can make use of them to guide our English. Thank you very much. Have a blessed day. Sir, I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay.